Welcome everybody to Skinner Sports Network. I'm here with my guy, Mr. Jonathan Thompson, JT Positive. What's going What's on, up, bro? What's up, player? How you doing, man? <laughs> I, can't, <laughs> I can't call you Nate Dog yet. We talked about that, but yeah. So. Yeah, out of respect for the legend, Well, man. of course. I, you know, I get it. Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> but let, let, me, let me just ask you, what got you into motivational speaking, bro? Dude, life, man, just being around the right people and just uh, my family. I think, you know, just always hearing my dad and my mom, you know, always being positive about things. And, and growing up in the Cape, um, I think it was just seeing there was not as much diversity when I grew up. You know what I mean? Like, I like, I like, it's pretty much everybody knew all, all the, everybody that's black knew everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, you knew, you like, these people from this town, that, or my neighborhood was like 98%, like, all people of color. You guys all knew each other. It was like, what's oh, up, dude? Fat. Like, I can get, <laughs> I can get in trouble at, you know, at Mrs. Hull's house. I can get a, I can get backhanded there for acting up, and then get another one. I get home. No text message. That phone's like they already knew when I got home. Like, oh, they like, just yeah, knew what's up. <laughs> <laughs> way better, man. And anything like that was like way better than any kind of text. But you know what? You felt love. And every way protected everybody. I mean, I, I had a dude run through my backyard one time, and uh, he was running from the police. It was hilarious. I never forget this. And he's like, he's running through the, from the police. He's like, hey, Jay, hey, John, what's up, man? I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, hey. He goes, yeah, I just lay him over real quick. I'm like, oh, okay. And what then, you I'm, doing? Yeah, I knew what he, I was like, I've been laying in bed, you know, watching, trying to watch Cinemax, but now he was just like, all right, peace. And they made my, <laughs> but it was just funny because I'm like, he, he knew I was like in my bedroom, and it's like, <laughs> I just laughed. I'm like, I've never forgotten this dude. Like, he just, he was a cool dude. He just always got to talk. But it's like, you knew. But like, there was like, no, I left my, you would leave our sliding door open. Like the screen door. Nobody broke in anybody's houses. It was like, just chill back then. Absolutely. You knew who the bad people were. You knew who the good people. But it weren't really bad, like, compared to now. Now, know? being around here and your motivational speaker, how do you feel about, Helping the next generation out or spreading positivity to the next generation and maybe the next generation after them. Needed. Needed. Um, this is what, this part of social media I don't like because somebody, younger, the younger kids, they think what they're watching is real and they feel that it's okay. Like these people that pull pranks and stuff, like I know people have gotten choked out. I know they've gotten, like it's disrespectful if somebody's gonna really get hurt. And I'm sure some people already have. And it's like, there's nothing good about this. So what ends up happening is you keep seeing, say, right, you keep seeing, you know, girls twerking or this one getting smacked up or that. You become cold. You have like no emotion because you've already seen it. So it's natural, second nature to see, oh, mm, I've seen that. The program oh, yeah. type mentality. 100%. So you become desensitized. And when the problem is, when I see something happen in real life to me, not me, but some they see it, they're like, oh, that's normal. And the first thing to do is pull the phone out. Not try to help. Not call the police, but to film it. That's an instant thing. It's, oh, I can get my camera, I can get my camera. No, dude, ooh, I'm, I'm doing this for evidence. Evidence for what? You haven't done anything but post it just for some likes. So that's where it's, it's a problem. You become decent and it's just, it spread. It's not good. I remember COVID 2020. I remember seeing a lot of that stuff that people would pull their phone out, be like, oh, let me try to be a part of the movement or, oh, this mm -hmm. is going on. Help this person. But they're having their phone out and, you know, I think it's important to show the next generation like, hey, instead of recording on your phone to help somebody. Why don't you physically go out and help somebody? Yeah. Don't show yourself giving $5,000 to somebody. What yeah. Does that mean? yeah. Is that really out the heart or is that really just like, oh, likes? No, I'd rather, right, but I'd rather you actually show me, okay, you took $5,000. Why don't you go take care of these people that are right here that actually need, you, you can spread that out for like 10 people right there. 
Alright, this person needs help. What do you think? But the whole thing is, if you're helping me, if I'm the person receiving this help, and just uh, whatever, my yard, my house, whatever it is, alright, I need to make sure that I'm paying that forward. I'm actually going to make like maintain what I'm doing. And just because you live like in a bad area or a poor area or less, you know, financially stable, doesn't mean you need to like live like that. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, I completely that, though, that. We didn't. We weren't going up tons of money, but my house was neat. You, you respect what you have. You appreciate what you have. And a lot of people don't. And they just let it be. And they just let the stereotype. And they just let it just keep pouring over. I was like, I was in Pennsylvania. Like Amish because we were there for a term. And their housing area, which I didn't even know was a housing area, everybody's front yard was immaculate. It was like this long um, brick-like building. Like all these nights. Like, you know, everything was beautiful. Lawn, landscape. People kept there. And they're like, oh, no, this is where our housing is. I was like, really? They go, oh, yeah. Because stipulation is if you don't maintain your property, you can be kicked out. And I'm like, what? They go, oh, yeah. I'm like, that's but it's pride for you. You know what I'm saying? It's like take pride in what you're doing, like your life. Dude, somebody's helping you, and you want to be helped. If you need help, you ask for help, show the respect and, and get back. And each neighbor took care of each neighbor. That's what I'm talking about. So you get to know your neighbors. Like old days, man. I love that. I miss that. I <laughs> yeah, love my neighbors. Yeah, I mean, that's relatable. Now, using motivational speaking, do you feel like that's helped you set up an opportunity for activism? Do you feel like it's set your opportunities up better because you're using your voice more? Yes, yeah. And I, and I have people that come up to me reach out, young kids. Older kids, but younger kids. When when the younger kids come out, and some say stuff to me, and they're quiet, or they text me, or send me an email, whatever, a direct message, and they're like, because they might not want to say it when they're at the school, because of something, that, and they don't want to be like razzed on, and you know, because some people can be, and it, and it's like that person might be thinking the same thing, but everybody's afraid to be like the one to lead and be like, JT, yeah, I like that. Well, I know, or I ask a question, so they'll ask me a question after. Um, yeah, I think they want to do it. I think they, they need to just build up that strength, that back. You're going to be okay. And yeah. You'll, you'll find out who is really your friend. Shit, you only need, you only need one. Exactly. You know? you'll, find your, you'll find your group. You'll find your tribe. You know? Usually that person that's the bully is usually the person that's the most in, in the most pain and has, like, the most, that's the most ignorant person. But they want to, like, just to be the bully. But everybody else is afraid. Like, if you took your eight people that you're bullying and they all switched it on you, like a towel. Enough of this, man. We're done with this. Done riding, ripping on other people, and making people's lives. Why? Why are you ruining somebody else's day? Like, what is so sad about you? What are you so angry about? That you got to come in and you got to stick it to this kid every day that does nothing to you. What is the problem? Why are you so angry? You know, well, that kid thinks she's no, 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 dude. What is it that you're going after them every single day? I know. For me in high school, like I, I didn't get like bullied, but like people would go in on me. But instead of just I'm gonna resort to violence or take it down. I always thought it was important to show love to people or like just be respectful and be like, listen, I know you don't understand my story. I might not understand yours, but at the end of the day, why don't we just show love to each other and yeah. understand yeah. where we're coming from? Well, just ignore me. Not yeah. ignore you. Because yeah, everybody's having love, and I and I'm, I'm, trust me, realist. Everybody's not gonna be singing kumbaya with sharing important and hanging out all the time, but. I'm not going to use my energy, which is a lot of energy, to come find you to, to mess with you every day. If I don't like you for whatever reason. That's not me, but there's people that like that. Like, what's going on with you? It's like, so you do your thing, I do my thing, and I'm fine. Just leave it, like, just leave it, leave it at that. People will get along much better. Because you have no idea. You might be sitting across from me one day at the bank. You need a loan. You might be coming into my restaurant. I just might be a waiter or waitress. And I'm going to flash back to everything you did to me. Now I'm going to just look at you. 
And now you might not remember him because you've done it to so many people. But then when you do, you're like, oh. You know I was going to play with you back then, right, man? You know I was going to put. Nah, dude, you ruined my whole school year. Yeah. You made it your you made it your job. You made it your job to come after me every single day. You made posts about me. You made a page for me. I know people have done this. You dedicated time. That's effort. That's energy. What I ever do? What did I ever do to you? So now I got you because I'm about to put on your food. Oh, go ahead, eat. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I I think it, with something like that, you really just you sit there and think, and I think the human reaction initially is to just be like oh payback's coming but sometimes you just got to sit there and be like you know you might have did me wrong and i remember it but i'm out of respect and out of love i'm gonna i'm gonna let you be free because listen you might have changed or you might have just understood they were going through a bad thing and they and the only way for them to get rid of make themselves feel better is to implement that is to put on that anger and and on you because they felt that you were weaker and they could do it and you let them do it we've all done it i've had i've done i'm short I'm dark skinned. I was at school, like, trust me, I got shit put on me. And I, I used to kill like me making you laugh or whatever, or just being that like outgoing person and all that stuff, like I kinda like learned to deal with it and adjust to it, you know what I mean? And so that's kinda how I got over. Trust me, there was pain. And some people might not have thought, but then I had a group that we all we, all, we could razz on each other. But you ain't coming in and, and ripping on us without what's cause we're gonna we're gonna get you. But not like that, but we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna snap right back on you. But it was fun, but we're good. We don't want to fight nobody. We just want to have a good time, man. That's all we did. You know what I mean? And, and that's it. But I also had a boy band. I was doing this. I was doing that. So I was a little bit more all popular. Yeah. And so that helped me. Because, I mean, I'm not that tall. You know? <laughs> Se- short and sexy is good, but. <laughs> <laughs> you got you to gotta appreciate that type of moment right there. Because mm-hmm. you just. You're just naturally you, and I think people got to understand these days, when you're truly yourself, that is when you are not just locked in with yourself, but you can understand your surrounding. But I think authenticity is one of the biggest things I value myself because I don't want to be fitting into the the main thing everybody's into, and everybody's going to say, well, you're different for that. I'm okay being different, and mm-hmm. I'm sure that you've experienced that, but how do you keep your value of authenticity and keeping it real without you know really pushing it on to someone or I try not yeah I don't I don't I try to enforce you know it, it's hard my, my, it's funny because I have two kids 22 22 year olds a boy and a girl um, Darian and Deja I love them to death and my son could kid my daughter too they're good kids and he he had a situation uh, a couple weeks ago it's so funny because he said that's how you brought it up he's like he got an argument with one of his friends. It was going back and forth and going. It was heated. It was heated. And uh, they were at a sporting event. And after it, and I, I kind of like stepped down. They, right, oh, just, just go, go, go. And they got a guy that goes, why do I have to be the one to like be the good guy? Like, why am I, why am I shutting down? Like, it's not easy, man, being your son sometimes. And I was like, <clears throat> and I get it. I'm like, dude, you don't have to. He goes, he goes, I mean, I, he goes, I know. He goes, I just learned from you. He goes, I'm not saying I love you. I love being. He goes, I love being your, your son. He goes, I love you to death. And he does. He he's. They got my back 100%. He goes, but it's hard taking the high road sometimes. I'm like, dude, I take the high road sometimes. It kills me to take the high road because sometimes you just want to put a pillowcase over somebody's head and just push them down the stairs and be like, enough. <laughs> you know, like, it's like hitting with a pillow like nine times. Like, dude, stop. But it, it is. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard to, uh, I'm not going to let you bully me. You know exactly. what I'm saying? But I got to control how much anger I give to anything negative. And it's, but it's years of practice. 
and routine and you gotta get into it. Well, sometimes I just walk away if I have to, but I'm not gonna let you stomp all over me either. So I understood him, like, I'm doing, I'm like, I'm, I don't, I was helping you because I didn't want you to do something that you can't take back. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't want, you guys have been friends for years and they're very similar. Their attitudes are very similar. And I was like, oh, I can see this going to the left. And I didn't want it to because I was like, that's, that would be hard on both of them emotionally. And one, one kid was going through a lot of pain. Uh, some other stuff outside and that's what happens if not thinking about what that person's going through so they're going to unleash all that pain that they have going on right now and and him too my son too has some stuff too you know so you gotta it's it's a fine line dude you can just be there i'm like i got my son's back 100 percent. you know but i just i'm being older you look at what the what the outcome could be and you don't want them to go through it that pain sucks yeah, I mean, I, I really relate to that because um, my boy Ryan at home, back at home, mm-hmm. um, him and I have been close for a very long time, but we've both had had our moments where we're going at each other, but we eventually see it being like, that was just a moment of like, we both might have hit a bad Passion, moment. Or, yeah, yeah, or competitiveness. My so, friend yeah. Ryan and I are competitive. Like <laughs> My son has friends too, yeah, so... Sometimes it comes out of that where you're like, I want to win. No, yeah, I want to win. The gladiator mentality, baby. You're like, no. Like, yeah. But that's who I want to surround myself with is people who are going to be competitive and be like, you know what? You doing that, that's great. But him doing that also is like, you watch that, you're like, that's mm-hmm. my dog. Yeah. But you need to boost each other up. That's the whole thing. So if you're constantly around people and you're still staying on that 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 roller coaster, you're still on that, that votary. And, you, and nobody's getting off and nobody's growing and you're not growing if I'm not boosting you up and we stay in the natural, you're not going to grow if you're not growing if nobody's growing with you that's the whole thing if nobody's pushing you to grow that's that's the thing you got to like I got to be around people like I'm around somebody else right now and then it took me to a whole other level last night and I got on and me, I was pumped I, I thanked the dude he was like this big marketing dude and we were talking he was looking at my website he's like yeah, I love this. I love this. Look at me. I'm like, he goes, but Nate, you need to do this. Why don't we have this and this? I'm like, he goes, I need you to come to my class. I'm like, okay. But he goes, this is great. And we're going to do some other stuff for you. He goes, because he felt what I was doing. He loved it. Dude, I was home last night and I'm in the morning, like, two. I'm like, changing what he told me to change. And I'm like, I get it. And I'm changing up things. I'm like, get it. Yep. You got to be on people that keep, that are always upgrading. You have to constantly upgrade yourself. You got to do it. Oh, yeah. Now, we're going to take a quick break. Yes, sir. But this is a great conversation. Glad to have you on. I appreciate you, But dude. we are going to take a quick break. Sports Network. I'm here with JT. Yes, sir. <laughs> now we're gonna change the topic to some hip hop. How you feeling about hip hop? About these days, the songs that come out. This this hip hop now, few and far between. I I like I there's some not much. Some some beats I love. Some beats I love. Some some of the lyrics are just garbage. Um, sometimes I like the hooks. But overall, yeah, I'm not feeling a lot of it. Um, they're trying to bring it back. There's people that are trying to bring it back. I'm, I'm following this dude right now named D1. Um, he's uh, he's more like, he's positive. And you know who this is? It's D1D1. So little, you, you just gotta check it out and I'll let you, you, oh, you yeah. go from there. But uh, And he's been into, he's, he's got some followings and he's gotten into it with actually a few uh, artists. He called out a few artists, like Rick Ross he called out. He called out a few people about like what they're actually doing. Maybach music. <laughs> 
I did. You know, I, I'm, you know what? He's a hustler, so I'm not against the fact he was. A, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. He did, but hilarious. Um, yeah, dude. I'm an old school dude. I'm an eight. I'm like I'm like a 50 year hip hop. Like something something about the 90s is just special. Like the beats they used to. The beats felt more authentic, and but yep. they used to just flow. Like we were just talking about Naughty by Nature off on the break. Hip hop, hip hop, and hip-hop. yeah, love hip hop. Yeah, I love Naughty by Nature. I went to their house. Uh, uh, Divine, it's Divine Records or something like that, but it's the name of uh, KG, the DJ. So he has a party every day. D- Divine Mills, I think it is. And uh, and every year they had a party celebration. Their artists and all this stuff. So uh, my video show I had back in the day on Cable Action was called The Real. The Real Music Video Show. And uh, before that gossip show that's on TV, it was called The Real back in like 96. So my boy Tim Luce, one of my best friends, and uh, my brought my boy Lorenzo. So they were my, that was my crew. And uh, they're like, all right, they call us up because they love the video show. The record company calls it. We want you to come up to um, Jersey. It was like on a Saturday or Sunday. Uh, they go, I said, oh, okay. And they said, names. I said, you know, me, Tim, all right. So we're following the directions. I had to print them up because there ain't no, there's no GPS, no, no phones. Nobody's like, you know, put it in the, my, you know, ways. None of that. So I'm driving up and I pull up this little dinky, like, you know, convenience store. And all of a sudden, this, like, range over of, like, all these, like, video chicks pull up next to me. And they're like, they're like, are you going to Nighty by Nature's party? I'm like, yeah, we're trying to find them. Like, it's near here. She goes, okay, can we follow you? I'm like, yeah. Now I'm driving my, at that time, I'm driving my, you know, my 95, uh, 1995, uh, Sebring, Chrysler Sebring, it's like maroons, clean. These girls are driving Range Rover, whatever, pulling, I'm like, ah, boom, bum, bam, bam, I play my music, bam, bam, <laughs> and all of a sudden I hear this, and it's like, kind of like little houses, little houses, little, and I'm like, dude, where the hell are we? And all of a sudden you just see mansion, then mansion, then mansion, and then I hear this, boom, boom. I'm like, is that, my car don't have bass like that. Turn it down. Another corner, and then it's just boom. There's like a couple hundred people on the side of the road, and there's this huge mansion. There's like the Nation of Islam security in the front. There's a huge mansion. There's driver's play. There's a limo in the front. Another car, like a Bentley here. It's just a huge house. And I look, and it's a three-level deck DJ going up, and it's like big cap. And I, I think it was um, I, I think it was Flex was there too, DJ, but. You can see the DJ on the on this little like peak. So I'm like, what? So I go pack my breeze in between this candy apple red Mercedes and this other like Bentley. My my car looks good in between here. So we go, <laughs> yeah, not. But we we, we filmed this whole thing, so you got to see your job to check it out. And uh, I pull up and there's this huge lady. She goes, what's your name? I'm like, uh, Jonathan Thompson, uh, the Real Video Show. So who you got with you? I'm like, Toulouse, Lorenzo Harris. So she like, checks us like three times. Yeah, we have a good time. Like, okay, we look at each other. It's like going, it's like going to Wizards of Oz. Like, before you're about to go through the door, we're like, you know, arm in arm, like, do 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 do. Because it's a big fence. It's a fence, and it just says divine, like divine mill. Um, forgive me if that, that, that the mill part is wrong, but I think it's that. And I just open it, and it's just boom, do, da, 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 and it's music. There's a waterfall. There's a pool. There's girls jumping off the pool. There's now I'm looking over. Boom. There's Shannon Briggs boxes. There's Mike Tyson over there. There's like. Ed Lover, Dr. Dre, there's uh, Monique, there's all these, all these celebrities at this party. It's packed, dude. It's crazy. It's a music video for like eight hours. That's crazy. And actually. we're there, we're filming. I'm doing interviews with people. Free food, free drinks. This is going on for eight hours, dude. It's a whole. It's absolutely ridiculous. 
How what? about the producers back in the 90s from like DJ Screw? Unfortunately, he died. You had Flex, like you mentioned, but mm-hmm. Jay Dilla, one of my favorite producers. Jay Dilla. Mm-hmm. He produced uh, Find a Way by a tribe called Quest, probably one of my favorite songs. Because they like- started out, because it goes. <laughs> but the way he fades like in mm-hmm. to the song, and you go, you're like, oh. I, I, I was kind of sad once I found out he died. I was like, damn. Yeah, that was so dope. Anything back then, in like the file side, like it was like that. You know, I like I, I, those groups. Tribe's one of my, I love Fade. I like Tribe. I went to one of their last tour in, uh, up at UMass. It was dope. And they were like, taking requests out of the audience. What do you want to hear next? I'm like, they were just shouting. He said, I play that. That's what, that's what their show was. Fight was great. Um, yeah, old school, dude. It's just, it means more. People, I think people got together more. Just to, in my opinion, you know, and the music just was like, it meant things, the storylines, you know, the dialogue, you know, then it's like, but that wasn't what the record companies wanted to go. You know, they wanted to make it more gangster, they wanted to make it like, and that's what they did. And so they were shutting down like the positive rappers and on purpose and they're offering money to the other ones and they were like going out purposely looking for that hardcore, like kill them, drugs, this, and they did, that's what they were looking for. I had friends in the business, that's exactly what they were looking for. Like, damn, that's what they wanted. Think about Tupac before he got to death row. How much his music was like, damn, you're hearing Dear Mama. He's like talking about his mama. And then you turn on his death row records and you're just like, there's a couple good songs in there. But you're like, uh, that's where it gets the line blurred. It is. It's money. I mean, because at that point, personally, I think it's money, but it's also what was around him. But you listen to his speed. He's very educated. I have a friend who went to school with him out in California. And he's like, they would just, and he would just start flowing at the lunch table, at the lunch table, they had all of them. And he was like, and then he would be in drama class, like, like he goes to, he was a great actor. Like he's in all the, he was in drama class, he was in that, like the was, movie Juice. That's a good one. You know, he wasn't supposed to be in that. I didn't know that actually. He was there with somebody else. He went with Tretch, I believe. I think he went with Tretch to that, to. Because I think Tretch was going to be in it or something like that. He was, but he went. He wasn't supposed to be in there. He went with somebody else. So you know, correct me if I'm, I might be wrong on the if it's Tretch. But he went and it was supposed to be somebody else. And they asked him to read. He walked in and he walked out with that part. Like that's him. Like he did that. Like he's a good actor. That was a good performance because I remember watching that movie. I'm like, oh, it's Pac. And then I'm like watching. I'm like, damn. Bish. The way he gets into the part too, like later as the movie goes on, you're like, wow, that is a great sell. Makai was like, damn, like, because remember he like take it from that scene when he was out when he was on the other side of the locker. Boom. Like a lot of stuff he improv too. Like they once certain people are in character. It's uh, it's hard to get them out when those those method actors and stuff like that, like like Denzel does that. I'm sorry. All right, d- Training Day, that part you saw Training Day, right? I don't think I have. Okay, see tra- see Ethan Hawke training Denzel won the award for it. Um, but he plays a bad cop. There's a part where he's in this uh, in this complex, which they couldn't even really get insured because there's so many gangs that live there in real life. So like like one of those scenes, like you basically need to pay the gangs to protect you type thing but there's a scene there like he went to a whole nother th- scene like he went to a whole nother character and it's crazy and then if they I just read it that he was like he goes yeah I uh I, he improved like the last part of that and they kept it in there cause it's like what the hell and he goes I hope you guys got and then when he got done he goes I hope you guys got that they go yeah he goes 
They go, what made you say this, that? And he, Something took over. Yeah. And then that's, he goes, I hope you got, he goes, no, we, we got that. <laughs> and I was like, that's it. You're, you're, getting, not, you're not getting anything else out of me. Oh, wait. Now, I got a controversial question here. Yes, sir. What are your top three rappers of all time? It's very controversial because a lot of people say, no, why is he two? Why is he three? Why is he one? I give no number. I just tell you what I like. Because I can't, excuse me, I can't give you a number. I've always been a Jay-Z fan. A hard um, not life. I've always been like, you know, Reasonable Doubt. Oh, what a great album that is. I did an interview with him when he first came out. Really? Strand Theater in, in ours, Rhode Island. Me and him in the little room, like two big ass dudes in bubbles. And like, I'm like, I didn't even know. I never knew who it was. They sent me the, the record company sent me this video. Like, can you go interview him? I was like, yeah. So I'm listening to some songs on the way out. And so I went to the interview with Jay Z. So I was a fan like that night. Not to mention his DJ that night was Irv Gotti from Murder Inc. Irv Gotti. So oh I got that, my I, yeah, I got that on video. I'm like, oh, wait, that's Irv Gotti. Yeah, so the one where him and uh, Ja Rule did a song off of uh, Pac's song where mm-hmm. it goes th- with a shanti that goes, "There's no me." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so Irv Gotti's his DJ, and there's another dude that's on stage called Sauce Money. Sauce Money wrote a lot of stuff for Jay Z, also, which I didn't know that until I listened to Sauce Money's album and I did an interview with Sauce. And I'm like, oh. damn. Yeah, but Sauce didn't have that look. Also, he wasn't. You know what I'm saying? Like. It's just controversial when we talk about rap. So, anyways, we don't get going to that. All right, so Jay Z's one of my favorite. Um, I, I I like Eminem. I met Eminem in Boston, in Boston at the West End. Had a great. I spent the night, but it was like three hours, four or five hours with that dude. Interviewed, watched the show. I videotaped this whole show. How about when he murdered uh, Machine Gun Kelly, Kelly in that one song? MGK just saw him last night. On the, he's on the he's on that um, uh, hip hop sal- uh, salute. Is he? Yes. You gotta watch it. Yeah, he's on it. Not performing, but he's introducing somebody. That's crazy. It is crazy. I thought so. I'm like, no, that's MGK. I'm like, he's there too. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> I, so thought, <laughs> I thought Eminem dissed him out. <laughs> yeah, remember, he went over the rock. He got it switched over, so he was like that. Um, so that's what I said. And I love Biggie, but I can't say I only three. Those, I'll say those three I love. I, I do love them, and I just oh, there's other rappers I like too. There's other groups, you know what I mean? I love De La Soul, you know what I mean? Like I can say like groups stuff like that, but I like my Biggie, I like my Jay Z, I like my Eminem. What about that uh, Jay Z and Biggie song that they have on Reasonable Doubt? <sighs> First of all, I, I play that in the shower sometimes. I'm just playing. I got I got a remix thing. I'll just play. I love all that. I like Renegade, but Eminem and uh, Jay Z. Oh yeah. That I like. I like Dre. Dre's not a big rap. Did you know that Jay Z wrote like? Um, Dre, I think it was Dre Day. Really? Yeah, he wrote like yeah. Ooh. Yeah, you gotta go back. He wrote some like stuff, so yeah, crazy. I think for me, when I look at, I'm what gonna just like? give my three. I I I'm definitely a fan of Nas. I like Nas how he raps. Yeah. I, I think the beats he has, like, you think Nas is like where you hear the beat where it's like Nas 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 is like, and then mm-hmm. like the beat goes in that yeah. beats. That beat can get stuck in my head sometimes where it's like, dun, 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 dun. And I'm like, I like that song. Right. But I I like Pac a lot. Like, he was mm-hmm. he was somebody, I, like, you listen to a lot of his stuff, and you hear him talk outside of stuff, and you're like, wow. At times, they really painted the wrong picture of this dude, and then he got surrounded with the wrong people, and you're like, damn, bro, if only. 
that's why you think you know him and you don't understand. I told, just told you. I, I told you. He's in drama class. He's doing this. Like, he's an actor. He's good. Like, he's good. He can play different roles. And that's why you say, like, how much of that was an act? Yeah. I, I thought. Sold tickets. I thought his appreciation of his mom, too, was great. Of course. Absolutely. He, it, it just, like, you hear Dear Mama instead of just being like, yeah, thanks, Mom. He was like, the miracles you made on Thanksgiving, this mm-hmm. you did for me. You, even when I got in trouble, you were like. And his mother had, and she had her own demons to uh, battle. Because that was the whole, he, she had her own, you know, drug demons to battle. And, and it's, it's crazy. You know, he was born, what's he born? I think he was born in Philly. Yeah, he wasn't born out west. He was born in uh, New York, I think, somewhere in that area. Between Philly, Jersey, and New York, somewhere. But he he was around a few them both. Yeah, and and then he had adopted West Side at that time. You know what I mean? But yeah, he, he's gone too soon. But he knew he was gonna go. He said he he made his just like Piggy said. He's like he knew he knew people were coming after him. He just didn't know who it was exactly, but he knew it was coming after him. I, I think, um, for me, a third one, I like A Tribe Called Quest because I like their jazz style like Do and hip-hop, yep. and they managed to find a way to mesh that together where I'm like, Beautiful. hold up, hold up, hold up. Mm-hmm. Like, you replay the beats on back, and you're like, the fact they made that work, like, what? Right. But working with Jay Dilla, I think, made him great because he, Jay Dilla, no one's really going to talk about these days. Like, sure. I don't hear about him much, but... The amount of beats Jay Dilla made back then, I was like, "Woo!" It's because they don't put that—they don't put that into the to the into the mainstream. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't like that's what I'm saying. A lot of these some of these beats, I'm like, oh, "That's good," but then like you don't have that same—you don't get that same energy when you listen to like this new stuff versus then you hear that you're like, "Oh, I'm looking at people's faces when you watch. You gotta watch it. Go watch this, you know, salute to hip hop 50. People's faces like, "Oh, that song," and you're looking at all these other artists like, "Oh, damn." Because they, they forgot about these songs and then they just kept, the artists kept coming out from backstage. Boom. And they're like, they were doing like a verse in their hook to like all these songs. They're like, oh, that's just good. It's good. Dig Planets came out. 50 Cent and DMX are also some of my favorites too. All day. I love <laughs> I actually, on the way here, before I, <laughs> the way here, I was listening to Rough Riders. You hear, stop. Drop. I play that at work. <laughs> I do. I play that at work sometimes. I'll put it in. Like my girl, E-Love, this girl, she loves DMX. And I'll put it like, for I fight, I have to put in the clean version because, you know, we're in, I'm in my job. Yeah. And she, you know, she'll be down the hall coming back. She'll she X is going to give it to him. It's going to give it to him. I'm like, you do all that stuff. I love 50. I, I love I love Kanye. I love early Kanye. Early Kanye. Oh, I my love. God. College dropout. Him and Common used to do stuff because they were from Chicago. They yep. represent Chicago. And Common, actually. I'm a bit, I like Common. Common's great. I, I think he speaks about a lot of positive things. Like, he's all about, like... Philly soul, baby. Oh, yeah. Philly soul is beautiful. Erica Badu. You got Boys to Men. You have Floater. You have all these artists that... that you know, The Root... Black Thought, underrated rapper, great. Black Thought's like, he's definitely, he was there a lot, like, killing it. All those, damn, there's so many, there's so many good artists. I, I think with Mary J. Blige, she's someone I listen to a lot. Like, people know her story a little bit. Like, she went from a, a lot of things. Like, she was with this guy and didn't treat her well. Like, you listen to her music she's and it's just story. It's her life. Yeah. And, and that's why it's called My Life. Like, you look at that, that's, 
that's her stuff going through. So I love the Fugees. Early oh, Fugees. Yeah. My dear, my dear, my dear. You, oh, wait, wait. No, that's how I'm not my foul side. My dear, my dear, my dear. You do not know me, but I know you very well. Da, da, da. But then Fugees were like, um, Hey, Mona Lisa, can I get a date on Friday? But if you. Oh, yeah. Had a date. They came to the Millwall Club. So they were here. My boy Joe Bay brought them to, uh, to Yarmouth. Yeah, wow. first song when it came out. They had one of the hypest shows. You know who has a, who has a great show? I saw them in the beginning. Uh, Black Eyed Peas. Wow, their fall off is crazy these days. Because I remember they used to have hit after hit after hit. And what's her name? Uh, Fergie? Yeah, the one who did a terrible national anthem at the NBA All-Star game. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that wasn't their first girl. So when I first met Black Eyed Peas, that wasn't. There was a, another chick that looked like, she looked like Raphael Sadiq. And she was a singer, so I met them. And then I came back to a new show and saw them again. They invited me. And it was Fergie. So did they find Fergie? I don't know how Fergie got there. Because it was a black girl that was singing first with Black Eyed Peas. We did an interview with them, watched their show. It was it was Black Eyed Peas, uh, Daylight Soul, and somebody else. Can't remember, but the show was outstanding. Then we went back and saw my Paradise Rock Club. They called us up to come see him. And I was like, that's not the chick we just met. It was Fergie. I think she like she had some issues, whatever. Like you know, and and she was in the group now. She killed it. I'm like, oh, this took it to a whole nother level. And it oh just, yeah. Psh- and that was it. So yeah, it's good stuff, man. I love that. I love music. Love old school music, especially. I was in the middle of it, the eighties and nineties, boy bands, all that stuff. Like all that stuff was just creation. Good stuff. And everybody wanted to be together. And everybody like performed and gave respect, and you could have those shows. And it was it was performances. Exactly. Artists, and you had to sing live. You had to rap live. You had to give it to it. And if it, even if the vocals weren't the best, but you had fun. And the songs were tight. So I was like, we'll sing with you anyway. You know, you don't have to be the best vocalist. You really only need to have one great singer in the group that can carry the note and everybody else's flow with it. It's like, all right, I'm good. I'll take that all day. If there's one artist from today, he doesn't do rap, or he kind of does, depending on the song, but if there's one artist I want you to check out, check out Masego. He can play the saxophone on a song. I love that. And he just, he makes a lot of the beats like himself where okay. he puts the drums Maseko. in. Yeah. All right. Send me the, send me, send me the link. I definitely right. will. Okay. Now, transitioning out of music into sports, are you a sports fan of any kind? I do. I love sports. I do. I love I love more individual players sometimes than actual whole teams. But, yeah. like, you know what I mean? So, like, I think I get more like that from my son because he was like, like, what team do you like? I don't really like a team team. He was but I love, like, a lot of individual players. And he knows the sport. So, uh... Yeah, I like individual. I like watching basketball. I think basketball and football the most. I played hockey for like 13 years. Wow, you a hockey player. Did you lay any too. big booms down on people? Hell no, I'm too small. But I, I, go, I skipped a lot of big booms. That was good. I was, like, I was a captain. I played travel. I played the high school for a little bit. Then I had to get out because I had my boy band stuff going on. Right. But there was like, there was only talk about racism young age. I'm hearing like some serious, serious things from fans and players. I'm like, dude, I'm like 11. Y'all yelled at me like I'm in the NHL. <laughs> Didn't care. Now, do you do you have any of your favorite teams or athletes you like, or where you watch? Pats. I don't know. Celtics. Let's go, Seas. That's like we've gone to every, pretty much every game. Yeah, I've gone to every single game. Celtics. I'm loving right now. Jalen Brown, my guy, just catching bodies. Jalen Brown is, first of all, 
I like what he does outside of the sport. Black Wall, Black Wall Street. Have you, ever heard, right? you, you ever heard that before? What's that? Black Wall Street. I actually have. It was mentioned earlier before Jalen Brown started to get into it, but I was like, you know what? The fact you're doing that—that that is so powerful. That's why I rock with you. Yeah. And now, now you need to look at, look up, look up. I only found out about the site like maybe eight years ago about Black Wall Street. I never knew it existed. Like these, these are towns that were burned down, like, like, like illegally burned down, and I. It's it's crazy, and you had your own schools, doctors, banks, all this stuff. Neighbor, they burned them down. These are people that were like self-sufficient, running black dollars, and like dude, those is upscale. They didn't want that. I think he's gonna make a return with a three hundred and five million dollar contract. Dude, he's absolutely and that scares people. That's kids because they don't want that. People don't want. They don't want you to be smart. They want you to follow. They don't want you to lead. He's a leader. He's great. He's great for these young kids to see it. I absolutely love him. I think he's a great player, and he knows that he got that check. Now he's even—he's actually even—he he earned it already. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like when you earn it, so now like he and he's a good role model. So I like Jalen uh, for, for that alone. Like I love that premise alone, and he's a good player. I think he's good. What do you think of what LeBron James does outside basketball with the school and <laughs> other stuff he does? Anybody, anybody's trying to make it better. I don't. I I keep hearing a little controversy about with the school system. What what there was some other stuff, but if it's to make it easier for these kids to get into school and learn, and they're teaching good cooking, teaching these guys how to, kids how to be independent and like know how to cook, you know how to clean, you know how to take care of yourself. You learn how like you you have to know how to bank. You need to learn these things that home economics. Hey, the basic necessities. Kids, a lot of these kids don't know. I'm like, do you know how to iron your clothes? What? I just throw it in the dryer. Damn it. <laughs> do you know how to write a check? Do you know how to have an interview when you go to a job? Do you know how to conduct yourself to fill out a resume? Like, my sister was doing this and, like, she was getting paid to do people's resumes. My sister was doing this, her and her husband, like, while they were in college. And then when they got out, they had their own little business. Like, they don't teach this. And we're, as adults or parents, like, I I did mock interviews with my kids while we were having dinner. Like, I made my my son get up, I do a little interview, like he's going for a job. Same thing with my daughter. Like, they're like 10, 11 when we're doing it. We made it a game. My wife's cooking, I'm at the table. Hey, how are you? Nice to meet you. What's your name? Darian uh, Thompson. Hi, what's your name? Uh, Tasia Fry. Hi. Oh, that's why you're here today. What do you mean? And we did these interviews. To make it, you make it fun. Checkbooks, learn how to write that, the balances, all that stuff. That That's good stuff, though. Oh, yeah. Like, that's a great skill you're teaching your kids. Like, I think parents should be doing that more, showing their kids, like, hey, these are the basic necessities, but I'm going to show you a little bit more. You don't have to go all the way full because you want mm-hmm. them to figure it out. But if chores. You got to have chores. You got to know that. You ain't getting something for nothing. You have to stop. Stop giving your kid everything for nothing. Oh, you, you, you moved up. You moved the shoes out of the front door. Here's ten dollars. Hell no. You supposed to move your food. Shoes ain't supposed to be the front door. Move those <laughs> things out of there. What are you doing? Don't take the trash out. I shouldn't have to tell you twice. Don't fold the loan. If I'm, if I'm, no, this is a big thing. If I'm at work all day and you have chores instead of the summertime or whatever, I don't want to come home and have you doing your chores when I walk in the door. That should already be done before I walk in the door. Exactly. Fact. Consequences. Don't even ask about going out. Still do it. <laughs> but now, you, 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 no, that's your fault. You, and you have to stick to it. I know for me growing up, I did I did chores from an early, early age, like probably maybe 9, 10. Absolutely. I would do the dishes sometimes. I'd do the bathrooms, like mm-hmm. clean the bathrooms. I'd 
I do all this little stuff. I mean, I'd have a couple slip-ups where I do everything once it, oh, people get home. <laughs> but most of the times, I think after a while, it started to pay off. Like, my parents got me right because they were like, we're going to make sure you work good once you leave this house. Fact. And that's why Fact. I respect them a lot. Of course. I teach them. You guys, you got to do it. Understand, because they have to know how to deal with when things don't go right. That's okay. You can fix it. Some of these kids can't deal with No, you can't have it. No, you can't go this way. No, you can't. Well, what am I going to do? You're not going to get it. Or you got to work harder. Or you have to stop paying for this and buying this and buying that. You got you to do it. You have to. Guys, I know kids, tell me kids, they just fold. <sighs> what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> well, they said I can't go. So, no, I can't buy that. And so, I'm sorry. Do you have a job? Well, no, but I. Stop you, right there. <laughs> get a job. Go work at Stop and Shop. Go work in the mall. Go whatever. You can do it. There's always jobs. Always. I have friends. Tons. Learn how to work. And my kid was selling Christmas trees at 10. Ooh. Yes. And, hey, can I go sell? I'm like, How? absolutely. I'll drive you up there. I think it was 10, 11. 10, 11 years old. I got a picture of him selling. Cheesing. First Christmas tree. Selling it. Mike. Put that on the wall. Put that on the fridge. Boom. He's never. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> because you know you got to work for something, man. Put 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 that on the, the wallpaper. Put that on this. Put that on that. We're going to celebrate got, tonight. Right. Absolutely. You got Oh, then the, the rule was when you got first check, you got to buy. You got you to you buy breakfast. Oh. Was, oh, yeah. That was a favorite thing. You get your first check? Yeah. Got to buy breakfast. And like, they were like, oh. you know, he was like, oh, I got you. Then when they saw that, how much is prep? I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't know when you're asking for extra pancakes or sauces on the side of bacon and I have a muffin and I'll get a hot chocolate to go. Uh, you know, you guys will see the bills. Yeah. The so, parents do though. Yeah, thank you. I'll just take my food. And then he was like, oh, yeah. I, 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 I don't have to. Too this. late. I did happen after that again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did good. My, my, daughter, my daughter learned it too. She didn't want to buy breakfast for a while when she saw that when it's her trying to get a job. She's like, well, I'm not, no, you don't dictate which meal you're going to buy. You're paying. Now, to wrap this up, I got one more question for yep. you. What is the best way to pave your success, and how, what's the best way to hustle? I made my own lane. Um, I liked it. Uh, I, I, the best way to hustle is to seriously look at what you want. What do you really want? What do, what, and actually, let me correct you. What don't you want to happen? What don't you want to be around? You don't like this and this and this. I don't want to live like this. All right. So... How do we how do we straighten that out? How do you figure it out? What's around you that's not bringing you any positive energy? What's around you that's keeping you from from getting to that next level? What are you buying? What are you uh, purchasing? What are you keeping? Who who are you hanging with? Like these are things I look at. What's stopping you from getting to that next point? Clean house, reset, do my little to do list the night before. Boom, go. As soon as you wake up, that's your excitement. I'm going. I'm into it. Boom, boom, boom. Don't take no. Oh, this doesn't work. All right, we'll try this way. That's also you keep going to get to what you want to get to. And then you just get like, God, that works. Yeah, it works, man. Affirmation, speak it. Keep your faith. Costs you nothing to have faith. It costs you absolutely nothing to have faith. What do you have to lose? Hey, God got you at the end of the day. All day. And you're, only, you're going to find out when that's time. Everybody's going to find out. No matter what, you're going to find out. So keep your faith. Speak it. Got my vision board. I put it up. Closed mouths don't get fed. So if you say nothing, nothing's going to happen. Dude, I've been thinking, I've been thanking, I've been praying, saying thank you so much in the morning for my for having gratitude first thing. I got another day. I hit the lottery. <laughs> Dude, that's the lottery. Exactly. That's, that's the biggest lottery in the world is you waking up. I don't care what the numbers say. 
what does this day say? You go, all right. I get to apologize. I get to reset. I get to finish the job. I can call you up and say, oh, Nathan, great job yesterday, man. I appreciate that. Dude, let's do that. Let's do it right now. And you're like, okay, cool. That, that That's energy. Keeps going, right? This is what it is. We're all energy. And that keeps going. And I keep I get excited. I'm like, oh, I got to do another thing. Check off that list. And at the end of the night, when you're in bed, I want you to stop thinking, like, okay, what did I do today? Did I finish what I was supposed to do? Grade yourself. I got, I got like a C plus today. I did a B, B minus. All right, so tomorrow I'm going to pick up where I left off today. And I'm going to add this on. So I'm constantly. And what happened? Why didn't you finish that? Well, I probably shouldn't have sat at so-and-so's house for like an, I just lost like an hour over there of talking about nothing but BS. Or I did this and I, you know, then you take your day to have your, my, your, your BS day. Your, so if I'm going to sit in my sweatpants and binge watch all day, I'm going to binge watch. I deserve it. Maybe I was going to do half my day of all business and the rest of the day I'm going to just veg out. Pick whatever works for you, you know what I mean? But you should be growing every single day. I think the thing that I do is I when I want to get stuff done, I lock into my zone. Like if somebody's like, hey, can let's do this. It will be fun. I'm like, not until the job's done. Yeah. I always remember this Kobe Bryant interview. He's sitting up there at the finals, and the guy goes, like almost puts the question as like, you're almost an NBA championship. And he mm-hmm. looks at the dude, and he goes, job finished? Exa- I don't think so. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly. Almost. Almost is not done. Yeah. No, you do. Do you, man? That's your. It's your lane. Make your own lane. I made my own lane doing what I'm doing. The Mamba mentality. That is exactly what Very I live good. off. It, it's it's great. Keep your faith. I'm telling you, man. It's like the things that keep happening. I say thank you. You say thank you when things are good and bad. You got to. You can't just be like, oh yeah. I got no. You got to be that way when when it's dark and when it's light out. You know. You know. You'll feel much better. Trust me. Well, think about when you fail, right? Mm-hmm. Those suck in the moment, but sometimes you hit a streak of, like, everything's going right, and you're like, you know what? Those weren't bad days. Those were great days. Mm-hmm. They actually helped me find the answer to the question I was wondering all along. Absolutely. That's a fact. thing. And then that thing, like, how many good days have you had? A lot. Yeah. So you got bad days, so you like, everything's going wrong. Dude, you just had a whole year of no problems for the moment. Nothing major happened to you. Now it did. And you're like raising cane, like, oh, it's always happened to me. Dude, you got whole, nothing's been bad for you. You've been flowing. Great. You're not even appreciative of it. You haven't even said thank you. You haven't even thought about it. But I want something to go bad on that. You're like, I got to post on Facebook about this. I got to Snapchat. I got to tell everybody about it. Do you post about having a great day? Do you post about these good things happening to you? Do you post about, hey, that happened. I, saw, I met so and so, and they're doing great. Do you do any of that? Negativity spreads real easy. People love to do that. Yeah. They love to do that. And they're like, you should have way more followers, JT. Yeah, if I wore a half shirt and put some whipped cream on my chest and tell you know, <laughs> you know hello, hello, hello. Yeah, I get tons. I, I like genuine people, man. I don't buy bots. I'm not doing that. Like, I have people that find me, they find me. And in my business, I'm good. I'm busy. And it keeps happening. I love it and I appreciate it for that. And I'll keep going that flow because I can handle that. And it's, it's coming at me the way I want it to. I'm good. I love it. I can definitely relate to that. And I definitely yeah. appreciate you having you on the show. I, I'm, I like this episode. I'm I'm glad to have you on. We can put a good message out there. That's what I'm trying to do at the end of the day. You're doing it. But I appreciate you coming. I appreciate you doing it. It's you. been a pleasure to have, have you on the show. I oh, love it. JTsChronicles.com. Social media. JT Chronicles on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. I had to do more on TikTok. People like, I do more on TikTok. I'm like... Okay, more on TikTok. I'll do LinkedIn. Everything all about positivity, man. Because the mayor of Cape Cod. If you Google mayor of Cape Cod, I pop up. You can go right to my page. Also, shout out JT, man. Awesome, love it, man. I appreciate you, Nathan. 
Nate Dog, Nate. What the? What the? What the? <laughs> I appreciate it. Of course, man. we got you. Love this is back. Skinner Sports Network. We are out of here. Peace. Peace.